Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. He gets so crazy at times. It sounds like... You yell back at your radio. What are you talking about? What the hell? He gets so angry. You tweet to try and calm him down. Now, he gets an hour all to himself. It's Sparky's Midday Madness on the fan with Steve Sparky Pfeiffer. Welcome in. It is Sparky's Midday Madness here on 1250 AM. The fan as we broadcast live from the Lakeland University Studios, leader in online education for more than 25 years, Lakeland. Edu coming up on this Friday edition in about 15 minutes. We will talk with Rob Reichel from Forbes and Conley Media. Looking forward to talking to him about the Green Bay Packers as we head into the last preseason game of the year tomorrow. Kickoff of that one between the Packers and Bills at noon. Greeting Gold Post Game Show with yours truly coming up tomorrow. Uh, immediately following that one from three until five o'clock uh, tomorrow afternoon after Buffalo and Green Bay. And then after we talk to Rob Reichel about 2.30, 2.35, we will check in with Crunchy, Kevin Holden from CBS 58. Uh, and yeah, we'll touch a little Brewers, touch a little Packers, but I really kind of wanted to talk, get a little bit in depth with him about high school football uh, in southeastern Wisconsin and in our area uh, of the state, uh, how it was when he first got to CBS 58 years ago, how it is now. Uh, fan reaction and so forth and kind of dive into that a little bit as it is Friday, which means there's going to be football being played uh, all over the state of Wisconsin uh, coming up tonight. Normally, uh, going forward, we'll have Mike McGivern on, uh, our WSSP High School insider. Normally, will join us on Fridays. Jerry Sparky's midday, Mattis, but he's not able to today. So uh, we'll be able to run him down uh, normally on Fridays. Okay, so that's how the show lines up. So really only got one segment to kind of chit-chat here. Uh, and Dan Plucker, uh, while we were doing uh, the Wendy's Big Show, came across uh, a pretty uh, group, cool group of stats amongst pitchers in Major League Baseball. And I will let him bring you the details. Yeah, so Mike Petriello, he uh, from ESPN, Fangraphs, MLB.com, um, StatCast, all these Very good. Uh, he posted a graphic of the top 10 pitches in baseball this season and... What the Brewers have done is just ridiculous. So we're looking at just the top 10 here. And in the top 10, uh, number 10 is Devin Williams and his changeup, which this is all calculating run value. So the amount of runs that happen or don't happen because of specific pitches. And Devin Williams is at minus 16 with his changeup. Adrian Hauser is at minus 16 with his sinker. Uh, Corbin Burns, number five, with minus 19 runs with his cutter. And then Freddie Peralta is at minus 22 runs with his <laughs> fastball. So the pitch that he pitches oh, the most. Fastball Freddie. And that is one behind the lead, which is Carlos Rodon, who has minus 23 runs. So if they went to the top 50 pitchers in baseball with their best pitches, um, also Corbin Bur- or, excuse me, Brandon Woodruff's sinker would have been on there. Uh, Boxberger's four-seam fastball, Woodruff's four-seam fastball, and Hayter's four-seam fastball would all make the list. So in the top 50, you have Woodruff on there twice with two of his pitches, Boxberger and Hayter on the list as well, including not – and those are not in the top 10. So in the top 10, again, are Williams, Hauser, Burns, and Peralta. So you've got like – 
six or seven pitchers would be in the top 50 with how great their pitches are. Correct. Indiv- their individual, individual pitches. pitches. Right. Correct. As far as how many, how often they get guys out with single individual pitches. Again, and we go back to what Joey Votto said on MLB Network on High Heat saying this Brewers pitching staff is the best that he's ever seen, top to bottom. And again, I'm not a Joey Votto guy. Like, I think he's obnoxious. But he saying that is a big deal. Like, it should not be taken with a grain of salt and being like, oh, yeah, whatever. Like, understand, we talk about windows being open for the Packers, right, with Aaron Rodgers, or window being open for Giannis. The window is currently open really, really, really big right now for the Milwaukee Brewers as long as they're able to keep, what, these five pitchers together. I'm not even going to include Boxberger. But you're able to keep your top three in the rotation together with Hayter and Devin Williams. Over the next three years, you should have a chance to win a World Series each of the next three years. Call me crazy, but you should have a chance to win a World Series each of the next three years. Just like with Giannis, providing everybody stays healthy, they're in the same window. Over the next three to four years, they should have a chance to win another championship each of the next three or four years. Not saying they will, but they'll have every opportunity to, providing their core guys are healthy. Now, the Green Bay Packers, on the other hand, that window is almost shut. Because if Aaron Rodgers does not extend his deal after this year, then he's probably going to get traded somewhere, and then the window is shut for the foreseeable future until Jordan Love can prove that the window should be back open. Or at least that's how I look at it. I don't know about anybody else. And we've only seen a half of Jordan Love. Now, we're going to see another half of Jordan Love, or at least that's the plan, uh, coming up tomorrow afternoon. But folks, seriously. We start talking about how filthy uh, this team is at this point. And then, not only do you talk about the pitching staff, but now let's bring Christian Yelich into the conversation uh, as well. Because now when we talk about Christian Yelich, and to this point, you know, you talk about Christian Yelich over the last couple months or whatever, it hasn't been positive talk. Mike Vassallo of the Brewers tweeted this out earlier. In his last 14 games, Christian Yelich is batting three fifty two. With two homers and 11 RBIs. Yelich is currently on a five game hitting streak during that same time frame, batting 421 during the five game hitting streak with two homers and eight RBIs. So, really, even though the last 14 at 352 is impressive, the more impressive stat is how hot he's gotten here in the last five games. And now, tonight, you get a Twins team, grant you, at Target Field. And grant you, you may not end up playing because there's thunderstorms and rain all over the forecast tonight uh, in Minneapolis, so that game may never happen. But if he continues to hit against this Twins pitching staff, which he very well might, uh, and continues this going into September, say what you want. I, I just, I really think at that point, you look at this this Brewers team and go, yeah, they have every opportunity to be in the World Series and win it. It really is going to be just them and the Dodgers. I don't think the Braves can beat them. I don't think the Giants can beat them in a series. I don't think the Padres can beat them in a series. I don't think the Reds can beat them in a series. Like, none of those teams in the NL, as far as I'm concerned, can beat this team in a series in the playoffs. The only team I think is capable of beating this team, again, Brewers have to be healthy now, right? Put that that, that little asterisk by it, providing they're healthy. I don't believe anybody else can beat this team outside of the Dodgers. And then if you go to the AL side of things, who was it? John Heyman, who I think said it. I think it was John Heyman. I don't remember all these interviews we do. Somebody uh, said that they don't think there's anybody in the American League uh, that's capable of winning the World Series over whoever comes out of the NL, if it's the Dodgers or the Brewers. Do I watch a ton of American League baseball? No. Of the people that are in the American League, of the teams that are in the American League, maybe I'm a little crazy on this one. The White Sox would be the team I would be the most concerned about. And I'd be most concerned about the White Sox because, A, uh, young and dumb to a certain degree, right? A lot of young talent, not you know a plethora of playoff experience or anything else on that baseball team right now. And they're just going to go out and let it go. And that is a team that likes to have fun, got a bunch of guys uh, that have fun playing the game regardless of how begrudgingly 
Tony La Russa looks at that team with Tim Anderson and Aloy Jimenez and those guys, they're going to go have fun and do it their way. So I think that would be the team that I would probably pick coming out of the West. So probably Brewers-White Sox or Dodgers-White Sox, I guess, right now with a month to sit would probably be my projection for the World Series. Plucker, what about you? What would be your projection right now as we sit uh, a month out from the postseason starting? Um, I'm going to say Brewers and probably the Rays. I think the Rays are an underrated team. Yeah, manager, though. Yeah, I don't know, man. They they figure it out, though, man. They they made it to the World Series last year. I wouldn't be surprised if they repeated it. It could honestly also be the Dodgers' Rays, a repeat of last year's World Series. I think I think the Rays are, are just one of those sneaky teams that I think a lot of people don't pay attention to. I mean, heck, a couple weeks ago, uh, they had 5,500 fans at their home game at Tropicana Field. Like, not even their own fans are watching nope. the Rays or paying attention to the nope. Rays. So they fly under the radar, and then out of nowhere, they're just dominant in the postseason or at least win a series and get there and are in the conversation like every year over the last couple of seasons. So they're clearly doing something right, and they have a lot of young talent too. I, I don't know. That that team is one that I continue to keep my eyes on. Them and also uh, – the Yankees are surging right now as yeah, well. They're getting hot. Aaron and they Judge have going exactly, yeah. and they have so much firepower on that team as well. Yep. But like we were talking about, I think it was yesterday on this show as well, is that it's not all about the um, written or it's not all about the names and, and on the paper. It, right. Exactly, yeah. it, it's not all about those names. It's it's the it's about who wins the game overall, and it's it's kind of crazy because you will see teams like the Brewers, and I think the Ray is making runs with guys that are lesser known across the uh, league and across sports circles just in general. I'm just telling you, history says Tony La Russa in the playoffs with a talented team is a problem. That's all I'm saying. The White Sox are also a very good baseball yes. team, I agree. Those people in the AAL don't understand. Now, it's a little bit different now because La Russa can't mess around as much because you got the DH and everything else. So he won't be able to do as much as he would if he was in the National League. And, and maybe that'll hold La Russa back a little bit. But history says La Russa in the postseason normally is somebody you don't want to mess with in the postseason. He's about as good as they get once you get to the playoffs and pulling and pushing the right buns uh, at the right time. Can't stand Tony LaRusso. Cannot stand the man. Cannot stand him. All right, coming up next, uh, we're going to talk with Rob Reichel from Forbes and Conley Media. Does a great job covering the Green Bay Packers over there. We'll get his thoughts uh, on this Packers team and where he thinks the Packers may keep an extra player uh, or two on this roster. Also get his thoughts on what he thinks of Jordan Love Uh, to this point as we get ready to go into the last preseason game tomorrow against the Buffalo Bills. Don't forget, Green and Gold postgame show immediately follows that one tomorrow from 3 until 5 right here on The Fan with yours truly. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Sparky's Midday Madness on 1250 AM. The Fan, live from the Lakeland University Studios, leader in online education for more than 25 years, lakeland.edu. 
Kevin Holden, Crunchy from CBS 58, joins us coming up about 15 to 20 minutes from right now as we dive into the high school football scene around southeastern Wisconsin. Also, we'll probably uh, check in with him on the Packers. Uh, Plucker, are we having issues with Rob Reichel? Uh, no, he just, did you forget? He was No, he was on the line. Uh, I don't know what happened. He's at uh, a tennis match, I think, is what he said to me earlier. He was going to step away from his kid's tennis match. So uh, we will uh, get Rob Reichel back on the line, and uh, we'll be all set. And we're going to talk about this Green Bay Packers football team. Uh, and as I mentioned earlier with Gary Ellerson, very, very concerned about Jordan Love's health and well-being uh, with a young, inexperienced offensive line against a Buffalo Bills defense that's going to feature starters coming up uh, tomorrow at noon. Rob Reichel joins us now on the Great Midwest Bank Hotline from Forbes. Rob, thank you so much for coming on. You know, the pleasure is always mine. How are you, Spark? Doing good. Uh, so how, how's the kid doing in, in, in uh, tennis right now? We've, we've been hit hard by a rain delay. Uh, we're out in Hartford. We're, we're waiting to get back on the court. But uh, um, she's off to a good start. She's, she's playing varsity at Sussex Hamilton. Nice. And, and, um, you know, but, but today, today has been goofy. The, the, the lightning and the rain screw things up and, Sports like tennis and golf, so we're uh, we're we were in a holding pattern, Spark. We're just getting back to it now. Totally understand. Uh, okay, so you know, let's talk about this uh, this Packer Bills game tomorrow. They plan on playing starters. Not for sure for how long they're going to play their starters, but to, to me that that's of a big concern. Uh, if I am a man named Jordan Love, because I'm going to have a bunch of rookies and inexperienced dudes playing in front of me against a pretty good Buffalo Bills defense. If they're playing their starters in that game. I think if I'm LaFleur, I rather would have started Bankard and let Jordan Love come in later. Yeah, I mean, you make a good point there, but, I mean, they, they've got to see what they have long-term and future-wise with Jordan Love in another game really spark with, you know, kind of just, just whatever, kind of, you know, live live football and not just practices and scrimmages and family nights and, and things like that. And, you know, I mean, Spark, keep in mind, you know, and, and, and I know Houston's going to be a bottom five defense probably in the NFL when it's all said and done, but the overwhelming majority of that first half a couple weeks back in that preseason game against Houston, you know, they, they played mostly their starters. They went to some twos in the second quarter, but that first quarter was almost all starters for Houston. Um, you know, Green Bay that night played without the top, its top four wide receivers, without its, its top three offensive linemen, and then without Aaron Jones and and with, you know, A.J. Dillon played a series. I think he played like eight snaps or something in that game, Spark. You know, so um, he was largely playing with backups there. Now, I, now I know he wound up getting dinged in, in that game, but but we saw that night that Jordan Love was, was pretty poised and, and pretty darn good overall with really playing with a lot of backups around him against first stringers. And, and I just I think Green Bay needs, at least in their mind, Spark, um, a, a larger sample size of, of work from Jordan Love. They and tomorrow will give them that opportunity. Now, again, I don't know that Buffalo is going to go more than two or three series at the most, you know, with their ones in the game and, and things like that. And, you know, on the flip side, Mark, you know, that the, it, while they are backups in Green Bay, a lot of these guys are, are fighting for jobs, some of them even starting jobs, especially the interior of that offensive line. So, I mean, they've, they've got to be cranked up and, and be going gangbusters, too. There's, there's wide receiver jobs potentially on the line or tight ends and, and things like that. So, um, you know, Spark, I, I understand your point on Bankert, and uh, I'll be honest with you, I think there's some other things they needed to see out of Bankert last week in the Jets game to know that he, he's probably worth a roster spot and a, a guy they can trade for a, a five, a six, a seven um, here, you know, in the next four or five days. And they've just, they've just at the end of the day, Spark, they've just got to see more Jordan Love. I don't disagree with seeing more Jordan Love. I would just see him rather see him in a situation where he may not get annihilated because of a young offensive line playing against starters. That's all I'm saying. Jordan Love can play the second quarter for the rest of the game and let Bankard be the sacrificial lamb in this thing. That's that that's all that's all that's all I'm going from that standpoint. Let's talk about that offensive line for a second. So Bakhtiari, we still have no idea. Rogers seemed surprised when he was told in his press conference that Bakhtiari wasn't going to be ready in week one. Um, so that means Jenkins is going to have to play left tackle. Josh Myers is at center. Okay, fine. Uh, then what does that rest of that line look like outside of those two? Well, I'd be shocked if Turner wasn't your right tackle, um, and at least to start the year. I guess there could always be some shuffling when, when Bakhtiari comes back. I mean, 
at the end of the day, Jenkins is, is so good and he's good enough to play really almost any spot on that line. I mean, if, if you would view him long term as a right tackle and Bakhtiari as a left, you could you could potentially see you know Billy Turner slide back to guard like he was in 2019. But he'll start the year obviously at right tackle. Really sparked that far and away the biggest questions you know come at guard where they've got you know three maybe even four guys battling for two starting jobs to start the year, and that's you know I think Roy Newman going to wind up being one of the starters and. You know, Spunk and the other one kind of comes down to Lucas Patrick, John Rundian. When LaFleur talked the other day, he left Ben Braden's name out of the conversation. Now, I don't know if that's because he's been passed by those guys, Sparky at guard, or because he's been playing some uh, more at, at right tackle over the last week or so in camp, and maybe they, they view him better at, at that particular spot right now. But, um, you know, whoever it winds up being, Spark, and, and you're right, Bakhtiari's not going to be ready. I mean, about two weeks ago on a Sunday morning, Gutekunst kind of tipped us all off, uh, you know, onto that by, you know, by saying almost, you know, just just in the middle of a long answer, you know, he, he kind of let everybody know that Jenkins would start the year at left tackle. It was, you know, kind of a bomb in the middle of an answer that he dropped. And um, so it, it really leaves them, I don't want to say weeks, Sparky, but it leaves them with a lot of questions on the interior um, of that offensive line. Obviously, now a rookie center could certainly be one rookie guard. I, I would still think Spark Lucas Patrick has an edge, um, you know, at, at right guard, or certainly to be one of the two starting guards. For whatever reason, Spark, the coaches seem hell bent on replacing him, but he played at a pretty decent level last year. You know, and obviously not Pro Bowl, but. You know, he played at a C plus, a B minus kind of a level. He was he was certainly a solid offensive, you know, a certain certainly a start a solid starter on that offensive line. That um, you know, I, I'm scratching my head a little bit right now. You know, why why they they, they seem so intent on moving on from him? But but uh, it, it does have that feeling. But but Runyon hasn't played great the last the last couple of weeks. Brayton has. You know, I've, I've never quite understood the infatuation with Brayton, so I guess if I had to make a guess at this point, Spark, I would guess the guards in some combination are going to be uh, Newman and Patrick, but, you know, we'll see. I mean, don't don't be shocked, I guess, if, you know, there, there still winds up being, you know, a deal or two here that the general manager pulls, you know, next Monday or Tuesday as they, as they set that 53, but right now I, I certainly think the, the, the best bet is on Newman, Patrick, and Myers on the interior, and you know, obviously, then if you're the New Orleans Saints and everybody else after that, that that's where you're coming with your pressure is right up the gut against kind of a young, inexperienced, unproven group on the interior of the line. I'm clearly missing something. Is Dennis Kelly done? Is like, is his career over? Did I miss something? I mean, this man started how many games for the Tennessee Titans last year? In my mind, going into this thing, it's Dennis Kelly at right tackle. It's Billy Turner at right guard. Myers is your center. Jenkins is your left guard. Uh, and then Bakhtiari is your left tackle when he's ready, until he's ready. And then Royce Newman is your left guard. But you have a veteran right side if you want to play it, unless, again, Kelly is hurt worse than anybody realizes. We still have two weeks to find that out, I guess. But to me, that's that's the no-brainer. He actually is a right tackle more than Billy Turner is. Uh, and let him and Turner man that right side and give Rodgers some veteran protection versus having to rely on inexperienced dudes. It's a really good point. We, I, I guess you, you hit on it right there, though, Spark. We just don't know, I guess, the severity of that knee injury that, that's kind of put him on the bubble, I would even say, a little bit in terms of, you know, is he going to make the 53 or not? When you, when, you know, when you look how many how many guys they're going to keep up there, you know, like, my guess is they'll keep nine like a normal year. Maybe they have to keep an extra one, you know, if they do keep Bakhtiari, because if they put Bakhtiari on the puck, Spark, you know, that that's six weeks. If they think he can be he can be back in week three or four, then, then you're probably going to put him on the 53 and then say, all right, that's great. We'll have him by the end of September. But you're spot on with Kelly. I mean, they, they could certainly take the veteran route and, and go Kelly Turner on the right side. You know, then you, then you play the rookie center and then you want those other two guys battle it out for the left guard spot, at, at least at this point in time. So that, that, that you, you, you raise a great point, Spike. I, I don't think it's an answer we have right now in terms of just, you know, Kelly and his overall health and, and you know, where he's going to be um, when, when, this, when this is all said and done. But, but clearly that knee injury slid him down a little bit in terms of, you know, kind of this race overall for offensive line positions. 
Talking with our guy Rob Reichel from Forbes, joining us here on Sparky's Midday Madness as they're dealing with a rain delay of some sort, a, a tennis match. Uh, so I, I want to get your thoughts on this too. Uh, on the defensive side of the football, when we look at that defensive line and I think when we start talking about where they could add guys, to me, that's where I want to add guys is that defensive line. I want somebody better than Tyler Lancaster on that defensive line. So if if there's going to be trades uh, or veteran free agents picked up, I think they're $13 million under the cap after the Rodgers restructure. Uh, that's where I want the money spent. Very fair. I mean, there might be a couple spots even more pressing. Like we talked about the interior of the offensive line and and maybe outside linebacker, they might need some depth there, Spark, you know, based on what's going on with Zedarius. With his back. back. Yep. And, yep. And, and that whole situation. That, that's why I say, you know, the, the 53 guys that are going to make this final roster, there's probably two or three that aren't even in Green Bay right now. And we could go to special teams as well, Spark. There, there might be a punter and a long snapper that aren't even on the roster right now that wind up making this final 53. But to your point on, on the defensive line, you know, I, I do think they're more athletic than they've been with, with kind of a, the surprise and the emergence, I would say, of rookie T.J. Slayton, you know, the, the, the big mammoth of a man that they got in the in – the, I think it was the fifth round in, in this draft. He, he was certainly one of the, I would say, five or six surprises of camps. But um, he, he's going to give them far more athleticism and I think some depth up front you know, that they, that they didn't have in the past. I mean, I, he, he's going to play Sparky 30 snaps, you know, where he's going to cut into the time a little bit of Clark and Lowry, for example, keep them fresher. I think Kiki, now in his third year, is going to emerge a little bit. He's a pretty darn good athlete himself, Spark, at least, you know, for a big man. You, you mentioned Tyler Lancaster. To me, he's a guy who's clearly on the bubble. He's, you know, he's, he's fighting for a job, and if they had a guy, he's probably in some trouble. Now, now I think he's 65-35 that he probably makes the final roster. He's the fifth guy there. But but like I said, I, I think that group up front spot's going to be a little bit better. And, um, you know, I, I, I think they're going to have a little more depth. And I think, you, I, again, the, the key to that whole thing is Slayton, if he can play, you know, over a 16-game season. And he can keep some of those other guys fresh. Start with Clark and Lowry, for example. If, you know, if, if Kenny Clark's snaps can get to a reasonable number of you know, if they can take five or ten away from Dean Lowry and, and keep these guys fresh, you're going to see that unit be far more disruptive. So um, I agree with you. It's anything but a dominant group overall, Sparky. But I, but I do think they've got, you know, two or three other holes maybe that they've got to fill first before defensive line when they're put together this final 53. Tom with Rob Reichel. Follow him on Twitter at Rob Reichel. I will just say this. I love TJ Sladen, and at the end of the day, I think he could be the biggest difference maker on the defense that nobody's talking about going into the season. Well, I don't disagree. You know, again, though, keep, I mean, keep in mind, this is a position where it takes a little bit of time. I mean, EJ Raji in 2009, for example, Sparky wasn't a particularly good football player. And in 2010, he was a dominant Pro Bowl nose who we all know was as big as any player on the field when they went to Chicago in the NFC Championship game and, and earned a trip to the Super Bowl that they eventually won. Kenny Clark was probably a C-minus, a D-plus player his first year on that defensive line. He did next to nothing, Sparky, you know, his, his rookie year after, you know, he was a first-round draft pick. So it's not an easy position to come in and make an enormous um, contribution and, and kind of change you know, change the defense overall. I, I, I do think he's going to give them 25, 30 pretty valuable snaps week in and week out, Sparky. But, you know, if, if you're asking, you know, him to maybe have more than four or five sacks and 35 tackles, and, um, and he's going to be a player at the end of the day, and he's going to be asked to free things up so these linebackers can come fly around and, and make tackles. You know, but, but Sparky, he can do that for 25 or 30 plays a game and, you know, keep these other guys fresh and, and have, you know, have any kind of impact whatsoever. That defensive line is going to be substantially better than it was a year ago. And I, and I would tell you a year ago, it was certainly the weak unit on that, on that defense overall. Rod, thanks so much for coming on. Appreciate it. And we'll stay in touch throughout the Packers season like always. All right, buddy. Have a great show. Thanks. Take care. Bye-bye. There he is, Rob Reichel on the Great Midwest Bank Hotline. We'll apply for home renovation loan as you're feeling anxious. Breathe. A great Midwest Bank help you experience a state of tranquility. Get started at greatmidwestbank.com.
Uh, Kevin Holden of CBS 58 joins us next. But first, let me tell you about my friends over at Young Express. Have you ever thought about becoming your own boss? Becoming a successful transporter of expedited freight, which means picking stuff up at point A and dropping stuff off at point B. You're going to drive for a career. And why not go and be partners with a place that's been leading expedited freight companies since 1991. One of the nation's best since 1991. Live a stress-free lifestyle. Put the windows down. Turn up the radio and drive, baby, drive and get paid for it too. Why Young Express? Well, they have a 24-7 dispatch team. Extremely dedicated, take it very personal to keep drivers moving. You can mix it up, local, regional, or nationwide. The farther you drive, the more money you make. But you will make good money. If you choose the local route, too, that's still like 250 miles uh, for, uh, outside of Milwaukee. With minimal investment in your own vehicle, Young Express will provide you all the training necessary for you to become a successful transporter of expedited freight. 99% no-touch freight, which means no lifting. None. The freight is loaded and offloaded for you, so all you have to do is drive. They're looking for full-time independent contractors right now. Join the Young Express team. You can find them at youngexpress.com. That's J-U-N-G express.com. Young Express. Success. Drives them. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Sparky's Midday Madness on 1250 AM. The fan, Steve Sparky Pfeiffer, with you. Dan Plucker doing a great job. Executive producer, other side of the glass. Rami Show comes up in about 25 minutes with Rami Makhlouf who seemingly every night now is out doing comedy somewhere, so I'm sure he will have a show to promote coming up tonight. Also, we'll find out if Notebook Mike, Mike on the South Side, showed up last night uh, to see Rami perform. He said he was going, and he was bringing a replica championship trophy signed by Giannis. That's what Rami said that Notebook Mike was promising last night. So we'll see if that all actually did happen. Joining us now on the Great Midwest Bank Hotline, he is Crunchy Kevin Holden from CBS 58. Kevin, thanks so much for coming on. Sparky, glad to do it, man. We're uh, and this is what, what a great intersection of uh, of sports you've got. You've got uh, Packers about to start, Brewers in in high gear. Like, there's a lot going on right now. And, and to think, I'm really excited about the Badgers next week against Penn State. Like, I I really really want to see what Graham Mertz looks like uh, again after a full training camp. Come back with somewhat a healthy football team. Uh, in week one and see how he actually looks. Because I, I don't think that was a true representation of Graham Mertz. Uh, after that Michigan game, the COVID, both starting receivers were out pretty much for the rest of the year after that. I just don't think that was a true representation of what Graham Mertz can be. That's one of the few times in life that I could say you could effectively throw an entire season out the window. It just, it wasn't, it wasn't anything. It was, it was an attempt to play football and good on them for trying in the midst of everything, but yeah, this is this is going to be closer to normal. I may have given myself that day off at my day job. Oh, then we should watch the game together. That sounds like a good time. Um, so, okay, I, I wanted to get you on, Kevin, to talk about uh, high school football. So, how long have you been at CBS Fifty Eight? Now, when did you? Because you came from where, Florida, right? Yeah, I was in uh, I was in the Orlando area in Florida. So it's uh, twelve years next month at Fifty Eight. Dang. 
All right. Doesn't feel like that long. So, so backstory, I met Kevin Holden and his wife Blaze at Gary Ellerson's house over a Thanksgiving dinner. That that that's how we met. Twelve years ago it was? Man. Come. 2009. It was it was technically two different decades ago. It was in the two thousands. Wow. Yeah, we'd been on the air for like four years at that point, still relatively new. Um all right, so let, let's talk about high school football. High school football. Uh, the coverage of it, the the people attending, and all that stuff. Uh, when you got here in two thousand and nine, and what it was like compared to say down in the Orlando area where you came from, to kind of where it is now. Oh yeah, that's uh, <laughs> yeah. That, I've got some really good stories about that because the the station that I worked for in Orlando had a thirty minute high school football show that was attached to our newscast. We we so for thirty minutes we did this. Not only did we cover I don't know, 14, 16, 18 games, something like that. We did. We used to go to a barber shop and we'd mic up people at a barber shop and we'd say, "Hey, Apaka versus Dr. Phillips. What do you think? Go!" And these guys would like battle it out in the barber shop, and we'd turn it into a segment. Like it was nice. It was a huge, huge deal. And and I got here and interviewed for the job here. I feel I feel like the statute of limitations has expired on this now. Sure. I interviewed for the job here, and I said. Hey, I, this is all the stuff we did in Orlando that was great. And my news director at the time was like, "Eh, yeah, we don't really do it here." <laughs> oh, that's too bad. You really and, could have brought a new, fresh take and spin to high school sports had you done that, especially with football. We had, yeah, I mean, and I, I spent my whole career in the South before Wisconsin. I worked in Georgia, Mississippi, Texas, Florida, South Carolina. Uh, so, I mean, it's, you know, it's, it's a different thing, or I, I guess that's the old cliche, right? Is it's a quote, a different thing in the South, just because it, it's so rooted in, in small communities and that sort of thing. But, but now from 2009 to now here, uh, the game has changed and the quality of the game has, has changed an awful lot. I mean, I look at, you know, Miles Burkett, who's going to Wisconsin, he's a quarterback who's local, who's, you know, a threat. Uh, you know, a dual threat type of quarterback who can play now, who's going to get signed or has gotten signed to play at Wisconsin. I mean, I don't know if that sort of thing was going on in, in 2009. I think the level of athlete is better. And I think people have, I think people have gravitated toward it a little bit more. There's, there's so much professional sports success here, but people are starting to, to go back to the idea of the grassroots success uh, of high school football, something that, that brings people together, something you can go to on a Friday night without spending 200 bucks. Uh, it, it's great. And, yeah, it, what we've done with it is more now. I mean, we've got, you know, we, we've been planning coverage today. We're covering high school football tonight. I'm not there, but we're doing it. So, again, and that's the thing, that like all the TV stations seemingly are out at all the different high school football games, which is great and gives everybody uh, exposure and getting their, seeing their kids on TV, on the news, or their kid getting interviewed uh, after the game or the head coach getting interviewed or whatever. And I think that's great. I think, and maybe you'll, I don't know if you'll agree or not with me on this, I feel like having never lived in the South, and you have, I feel like in the South, you go to that high school and you still support that high school, kids or no kids in the school after you're done. And I feel like here you go to the high school and if later in life you have kids that go to that high school, you'll go back to support that team. But if not, probably never go back to watch another football game again. Yeah, I would say I would say unless you come from one of those, you know, one of those schools with like the immaculate fields, right? Like if you're if you're if you're a homestead or an arrowhead or, or or one of these, you know maybe maybe you would know. But I think if you ask the alumni of the majority of schools here, what is your what was your team's record last year? What's your record this year? No Who's idea. Best yeah, they wouldn't know. They would have no I, I know mine. I I can just say Tremper sucks and has sucked for a number of years. So I don't even have to give you a record. They're just horrible. So go ahead. <laughs> my my school in Georgia. Yeah, like I would have known because. I mean, here's the here's the funny thing. This is I don't know if this is creepy or, or sad or what this is, but but uh, I was really geeks to go to the to my high school's first homecoming after I graduated. Like I was pumped to do that, and uh, and we we beat our rival school in County High School to go to four and zero, and everybody was pumped up, and that team finished four and six. Oh, <laughs> six straight on the way out. Oh my god. 
That was oh. the end of the coaching staff. They cleared everybody. Yeah, as they should, right. Yeah, and there's from that aspect, there's a lot more patience, I feel like, with high school coaches uh, around here to a certain degree. We've seen more movement amongst high school coaches um, uh, over the last couple of years. You know, some of the guys that have been coaching for a while now stepping away because of age or family or whatever the case may be. Um, and some new, newer blood coming in. That's the other question I have. So in the South, are we talking about coaches that are older, that have been there a while, uh, or are we talking about something like we've seen around here, which is a lot more younger coaches now getting involved? Yeah, I think these days, it's. I think the, the coaches that have the best success down there are, are in one of two categories, and most of them are younger coaches, that uh, I think relate a little better to the high school players that can get a little more out like, of the high school Philip players. Rivers is coaching now. He his, his team got a win last night. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> it, I mean, that, that's relatable. Like, it's not just a football skills relatability sort of thing. I mean, it's, it is uh, – football went through this, this tough phase, and I think this happened everywhere, south and north, where when, when concussion studies first came out, there was a good chunk of, of parents who – either stop letting their kids play football or wanted changes to it. I think the sport is adjusting to that, and, you know, with, with different technology, helmets and, and equipment and that sort of thing that can help with concussions and differences in the rules and penalties and that sort of thing. I think, I think football is on the sort of on the swing back from that, but it's, you know, it affected participation for a while. But, yeah, if you're a younger coach, that's one category, or if you're one of these like legendary coaches, like in my in my subregion in high school, there was a dude at, at uh, Brookwood High School in in uh, suburban Atlanta who walked around wearing an exact replica of what the hat that uh, um, uh, Bear Bryant used to wear. The uh, did you make fun of him? Oh God, yeah, yeah, I mean, okay. We lose, lose yeah. fifty eight to nothing to them, but they but they, like we made fun of this guy at least, yeah. But he he was successful because. He was in one of those programs, right? Like it was a status thing to play football at that school, and so all these great athletes came through the youth football programs and and played for. Them. That's one path. The other path is relatability. See, and that that that's the crazy part about it too. Like I mean, some of these programs, you know, around here were legendary, and then once that legendary coach seemingly steps aside, then it's a struggle to find that next coach. And the other issue that happens is building that youth football program so everybody is pulling the rope in the same way and not fragmented all over the place. You know, that's that's my one biggest complaint, I think, about high school baseball uh, to a certain degree is, like, there are no feeder systems really for at, at the high school baseball level per se because now you're talking about all these kids fragmented playing travel baseball for all these different organizations and that group really doesn't come together per se until they make the high school team, and then that's when they finally start playing together as a unit. Up until that point, you know that you could have kids coming from five, six different travel organizations that all make one high school team, and then you know start playing together for the first time. Yeah, it tells you everything when somebody like Jared Kelnick, you know, was attached to quote Waukesha West, but basically he was a student of that baseball school out there. That's that's what he did. His life wasn't to play high school baseball at Waukesha West. It was to play at that academy, and that's what a lot of these, these kids come through. And from really from any sport to have that cohesiveness, you have to work it through. Like my high school was really good at baseball and really good at soccer, and it's because they started them at five years old. Like the, the best two youth programs in our county – were baseball and soccer, and and when they got to high school, they were good enough. The soccer teams won state championships. Baseball was competitive every year, and that's why. And football was at my high school. Football was okay, but the youth football program wasn't as good as it was in some of the other areas. If you got out into the rural areas where it was really like in the fabric of the community, that's when they start them at five, and by eighteen, those kids have played together thirteen years. Of course, they're going to be good. My nephew is, I believe, will be playing ten U. Uh, football this year, I think it is. Um, and I was talking to my brother last night, and he, they're out in Elkhorn, mind you. And they were down in Illinois last weekend for some huge scrimmage against Illinois teams playing all these different games. They went from like, I think he said they went from like eight in the morning till seven at night or something and played four games at that age. Like, to me, that's crazy. Oh, man. <laughs> These kids. I mean, the, the boundless energy is is amazing. But to yeah, to think about four in a day, and to think about 
I mean, the, the toughest thing to be is in terms of a, a time commitment right now as a parent of one of those kids because you're – that's your. That's not just your like part of your day. You I know. Don't do that and then go run errands. Yeah. That's your whole weekend. It's yeah. over. Right there. I have that with travel baseball currently. Yes, that you're correct. That is that is your life. Your life is based around their schedule and your vacations are essentially their travel ball tournaments. That's those are essentially your vacations. That's pretty much how it works. Thanks for pointing that out. Uh, Kevin Holden, CBS fifty eight catch crunchy coming up tonight. What you got coming up tonight? What games are you at? Do you know? So, so we've got uh, we're, we're going to uh, Brookfield East and Tosa East. That uh, two two different. I'm talking about two home teams there, Brookfield East and Tosa East. And uh, and of course this Franklin game. I look. I, I got to fully disclose. Uh, Miles Burkett, who I was mentioning before, who's the Franklin quarterback, the All State guy. His dad works at our station. Yeah, I worked. Um, with, his dad used to work at our station. So we everybody's worked with his dad. But. Uh, I, rumor has it Miles and, and his Franklin crew were all hanging out down at the Muskego game uh, last night. That, that's what I had heard. I imagine they're they're scouting, man. They're they're thinking about you know if it isn't regular season, they're thinking playoffs. Like because you know, they scouting. killed Muskego killed Bradford because apparently Bradford special teams don't exist and. Uh, apparently the Muskego crowd started cheering uh, that they want Franklin because the Franklin team apparently showed up or part of some of the kids showed up uh, at that game strutting around. So that is the game that everybody's, I want to be at that game, Franklin Muskego. When that game happens, I want to be at that game. That's, I mean, Frank, what Franklin just did against Appleton North, that Hail Mary yes. uh, in the first, like, yep. it's set up. Like, it sounds storybook right now, the way this is setting up. No question. Kevin Holden, CBS 58, thank you so much, my friend. Sparky, appreciate it, man. Take care. There he is, Kevin Holden. And, of course, follow him on Twitter, 321Q. Kevin, uh, Rami Makaloff is here in bright orange. I think he's going hunting after the show today. Uh, is, is that Are you going hunting after the show? Why are you wearing all bright orange? Oh, it's a bear shirt. I didn't see it. I only saw the 1920 helmet. I didn't, or the 1920 hat. I didn't know what 1920 meant. Is that when the bears were established? That is when the bears were established. Now I understand. Uh, all right. So coming up next, I'll give you time to prepare because I know you're eating. I, this is what I want to know. I was running I, really I, late I, this morning, dude. Really, really late this morning. You haven't ate all day? Huh? No, this is the first time I've eaten all day. Oh, my God. See, and you think as he gets older, he'd figure this stuff out. No. Notebook Mike. Uh, I need to know about that from last night, if he occurred or not. Uh, I also uh, need to know about the fans that showed up. Were there more there for you or for him? I want to know about that uh, as well. And three, I want to address something that came up during your comedy bit in which you went after soccer. That's all coming up next here. Wait, you weren't there? How uh, do you know what I said? I have people everywhere. <laughs> people were telling me what you were saying. We'll talk about that coming up next. Welcome back. Sparky's Midday Madness on 1250 AM. The Fan Rami Show comes up next. Don't forget Bart Winkler in tonight for Tim Allen. Fellow Windows and Doors of Wisconsin post-game show tonight after Brewers and Twins. I don't think that show's going to happen because based on the weather forecast, oh, it's I thought gonna... you were saying you didn't think Bart was going to show up. No, no, no. I don't think the show's going to happen because based on the forecast, it's going to be thunderstorms all night. So I don't think and they didn't uh, put, a roof, put a roof on it. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so I don't think that I don't think it'll happen. But either way, if the game does happen and gets played, Bart will be in here tonight uh, with post game. So make sure I'm not sure doing any post games this weekend, am I? Because I know Tim's off, and I didn't look at the schedule. And I have comedy shows every night this uh, weekend. So. Can't believe no. They're well. Bart's doing tonight. Tomorrow okay. we don't have a post game show after the Brewers. Okay. But I'm hosting the Green and Gold post game show after the Packers. All right. From three to five Sunday. I don't remember off the top of my head. Okay. But that's an afternoon, so you're good. Hmm. Hmm. Mm. Better look at the schedule then. Let's see. Yeah. Better not get a call. Hey, Rami's not here. What do I do? Because I've gotten those calls over the years. Mm. Not about me. No, but other hosts. about me. About other hosts. That's never happened with me. Hey, so-and-so's on the schedule, but he's not here. Really? (laughs) Or a host. Hey, so-and-so's scheduled to produce, but they're not here. Oh, I've done that over the last 15, 16 years. It's never been me. Uh, okay, Rami Makhlouf. Yes, uh, so Sparky I want to know uh, what's coming up on your show, and then we'll coming talk about... Coming up on the show today, no Sparky, now that that Red Series is behind us, there, uh, there are there are no scragglers left behind, right? Like, as far as people who don't know this division is over. So that being the case, now what do you want? Do you want home field advantage, or do you want, want the, the Dodgers? You want, you want the Dodgers? Really? That's all I want. Really? Like in the first round? I don't give a damn what round it is. You want, want the Dodgers. The Dodgers. Why? 
That's what I want. Why? They're the only team that I think can beat this team. I want the Dodgers. Let's go. That's why you don't want them. Nope. Well, maybe. I mean, this is the conversation. This mm. is the discussion. We're just lost to the Dodgers in the pl- just lost to the Dodgers in the playoffs. So you want revenge? They spend. You damn right. You, they spend you, all this money. They go out and they get Scherzer. Business. They get Trey Turner. He's got unfinished business. Cool. Let's go. Yeah, yeah. That's what I want. Just like if I'm a Nets fan, I want the Bucks. Like bring them. That, if I'm a Nets fan, that's what I want. And I'm telling you, as a Brewers fan, I want to beat them. I don't care about the Cubs. I don't care about the Cardinals. I don't care about the Reds. I want the Dodgers. Well, as as a Bucks fan, I want the Nets because I, I all this nonsense about they're the real right, you know, team to beat. Right, and on the other and side, blah, that's what we're blah, gonna. Blah, blah, that'll blah. be the talk for the Bucks fans yeah. too. Like, yeah. fine, bring everybody bring you got. Nets. Let's I, see what I you want got. The Nets, right? Because that's just straight disrespectful. What goes on with with all the Bucks? No, Nets disrespectful talk. is putting them on your ring night. That's disrespectful. I like that. Though. It's your ring night. Give them the Pistons. But that's your, but Why the, are you giving them the Nets on your ring night? They're the champs. No, but it's your ring ceremony night. You're going to be packed regardless. Yeah. So you could have scheduled the no, Timberwolves, no, you start the, season the with Pistons. Matchup. You keep the Nets for a game where you know you may not have a packed if house. If you're the NBA, you start the season with a, with a marquee match. I understand what they're doing. I'm just telling you, I don't like it. I All love right. it. What's on I your show? It. Bring on the Nets. Our old buddy, Ryan Horvat of BetMGM tonight. He'll be joining us at 345. Wow, I hear a funny story about Ryan Horvat? As he does every Friday at that time. I hear a funny story? Always. He's on with us every. He's on with us when we need a fill-in for, for Ken Barkley, right? So he was on Bart's show this morning. Mm-hmm. He's on your show this afternoon. Mm-hmm. So we could have got the full car wash, as they say. I just, I just want to point out. We did not have him because he was not available. So we had Quentin Mayo. Good. Who... I don't know if you watch Twitch or whatever, but last night was night one of their Twitch broadcast for BetMGM tonight. Oh, nice! Yeah, he was lifting weights while doing the show. <laughs> Quinn and Mayo, sure was. That pump in, dude. That's what he said. <laughs> He's like, "Hey, man, <laughs> going to Cancun. <laughs> got to make sure I'm ready for it in a couple weeks." I mean, you had the whole day before yeah. you went on the air, but yeah. it, you got to get that pump in at some point, right? Man's like lifting Eventually. weights while he's doing the show. Multitasking, right. man. Multitasking. Uh, four o'clock. Is there anything to watch for tomorrow? And if so, what exactly is that? At four thirty, Sparky. I'm going to talk to my buddy Eric Wheelow, a comedian. The guy who used to work on. on I retweeted the Conan show. it. I don't know who he is though. Yeah, he, uh, he'll be at the Laughing Tap this weekend. Oh, and, that's the and, Conan guy. Yes. Yes. And yes, we're yes, doing yes. a charity show in West Dallas on Sunday, and he's a huge, Where? huge. What? Where? Oh, hang on. Let me check the calendar. Where? Where? Am Shouldn't I you Sunday? have this memorized when you come yeah, on the I radio to promote it at the Brass Monkey? Oh, <laughs> what you know the brass monkey? Oh, heck you yeah! You know the brass monkey, dude. Everybody knows that place. Really? Oh yeah, man. Oh well, then good. Come oh, on out to the brass monkey Sunday yeah. nights for a good cause. Sunday night. Sunday night mm. for a good cause starts at seven according to my calendar here. Although yesterday I was told the show started at seven thirty and we didn't get started till eight fifteen. So I don't know, man. I just do what I'm told. That's... I know where I'm told when I'm told. Brass to be monkey's there. cool, man. They got nice. multiple locations. Nice, really cool. Well, we'll be at the one in West Dallas Sunday night. Yeah, very good. A benefit right. for Batten's disease. I'm not sure what it is, but it's a good cause. I could tell by your face. That's yes. why I wasn't going to ask. Yeah. Uh, so uh, what happened last night? So you had the uh, the comedy we were show at the last backyard night. backyard bar in Bayview, yes. Correct. Mm-hmm. Uh, Notebook Mike was supposed to come. Notebook Mike did come. He did. He did come. Now, he's on hold right now wanting to get on immediately. Now? He called during the commercial break when I promoted it. He he wanted to come on. Uh Notebook Mike, uh, Mike on the South now? Side. I was going to do this on my show. Two, I mean, technically, it is your show. Technically, I guess it is my show. It's sure. your show right now. All right, let's go. All Come right, on. Mike, how you doing, buddy? I got three comments. All I, right. I did. I got a few, too. I watched my car on a tow truck, and I used my other car with the trophy and the belt, and I did go to a show, but I was in the hospital for four hours. I got... And I got a second uh, vaccine. Wait, after you left the show, you went to the hospital? No, 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 no. Oh. Before. Okay. I was going to say, that's All not right. a good and indication had... going to Romney's shows right. going I, forward. Yeah, I, I miss Romney. I'll catch up, though. I thought he'd be first on. No, I said well, I, I was headlining. One, yeah, no, headlining means you one. go last. Headlining means you go last, Mike. Oh. Yeah. I did buy a couple baths for people at the bar. That was nice of you, Mike. And we were talking, and then yeah, the were. show said... And people told me to shut up. Yeah, you were still talking. And I got a little light You were still talking, I'm not buddy. kidding. Yeah, I know, Mike. Mike well, you no. couldn't hear the guy anyway. I, I don't but think Mike, had the microphone on. Mike. You couldn't hear the comic? Mike, no. hang on, hang on. Can I talk here for a second? I guess. Can I talk for a second? Technically, you're right. show at 301. Right. 
Mike, I love you, buddy. All right, I don't want you. To I get, love I, you. I don't want you to take this the wrong way. All right. Oh, this is going to go sideways. I love you. I love you, and I want you. I want you to still Uh-oh. keep calling the show. He was in the every, hospital for four every hours. Every day, every chance you get. All right, but and I'm glad you came last night. I am glad you came last night. I also I want to make that clear. Yes, you did, and you showed up, Mike. You showed I up. The bell. And it was a pleasure to meet you. You brought. And, okay, that's that's where I want to start. That's where I want to start, Mike. You brought the belt, which was cool. You brought the belt, which was cool. It was cool to see the belt. Um, but you didn't bring the trophy. Where was the trophy? It weighs forty pounds. Well, you could have asked me to go get it from the car. I'm a I'm a strong young man. I'm I, I, I work out. Two Mike. blocks away. It weighs I, forty pounds. Mike, I was right at it. I was. I will get. I'll bring it to the next. <laughs> yeah, he was in the hospital for four hours. What did you expect him to do, Ron? I'll go get it. Can Just say that it's in the car. Off. I can carry it. I'll go get it. I want can to see I the trophy. A... Go ahead. It'll Mike. be at your next show. All right. Good. Uh, secondly, right on the bar. Secondly, Mike. Trying to get a quick Badgers. No, hold on, hold on, Mike. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Robbie wants to talk hold some more. Hold on. I mean, if we're going to talk about Mike coming to the show last night, let's talk about. Yeah. I wasn't planning on doing it now, but let's okay, talk, go ahead. Let's talk about Mike coming. He's right. right. He's right that there there were some technical issues early in the show, and correct, and yeah. the first comedian that went up was not talking directly into the mic. He was he had the microphone too far from I his didn't mouth, hear a word. so it was it was hard, shut up. it was hard to hear him. But Mike, it's harder to hear him. When you're talking, buddy, it's harder to hear when you're talking. You're not helping. You're not I helping was, when you're talking, I was, Mike. I was way in the back. But people could hear you, Mike, and and oh, it was already wow. and it was already hard to hear the comedian on stage. You you weren't you weren't helping the situation, is what I'm saying. And then okay, and, and I then, understand. And, and then and then and then like Sparky, you've been with me at a comedy show, right? Like I don't I don't talk a lot before the show. I'm kind of all business. I'm in my oh, head. Yeah, you had your I'm going through my set. Out, I had my notebook. I talked to Mike. Everyone's I, getting a notebook. I, I talked to Mike for a while though, but my head was in the show. I was getting Five ready minutes. to to do the show, right? So <laughs> so then the show starts, and and all of a sudden, like twenty minutes into the show, Mike is leaving. I didn't get a selfie. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't have a drink with Mike. Nothing. Wait, he wait, he wait, left wait. like half an hour, wait, twenty no minutes, way. half an hour into the show. So he never saw you then. No, he he didn't see no, me perform. Did you hear no. what I said? Yeah, yeah, you yeah. Said yeah. You but why did you? I got a vaccine shot. My car was on a tow truck. And I got right at it. I had to get out of there. All right, you, I didn't hear you. Say, I, didn't, I, didn't hear, I, didn't, I didn't hear you say you got lightheaded. Okay, that that's that's. that's I better. barely made but it I didn't out get, of there. I didn't get a selfie or anything. Mike didn't believe it was you're, me. I'm, you're gonna you do a show every night. Don't worry. Uh, I, I have two more it. this weekend. Come on out, Mike. The Laughing Cow right, tomorrow and the Brass Monkey in West Dallas. What's it called? Brass Monkey. Where's in West Dallas? Yeah, I know it. Um, yeah, we all know. You don't have to give him the Can I get a Badger and a Franklin Muskego? But Mike, Mike was just asking people at the bar before I met him if they were Rami. He was just walking up to dudes at the bar and asking him if they were Rami. No, so I fi- only talked to two people. Okay, so then finally I walked up and I was like, are you Notebook Mike? He was like, yeah. I was like, I'm Rami. He was like, no, you're not. <laughs> it took me like two well, minutes. Like it, t- it took me like two minutes to convince him that I was me. It was ridiculous. <laughs> you look like you look like a guy that has a surfboard on uh, Animal yeah, Kingdom. Yeah, that's right. That's exactly <laughs> what he looks like. Yes. The Badgers, I think, as far as they can go, is the running backs in the O line. Yeah, and it would be a transfer and, from uh, Clemson and Berger at running back. Yeah, you can tell there. I thought I had to come break a fight up earlier when you and Leroy. You ran- yeah, that went right into that went right. announcers that went right, right through the. Uh, reading into my show, uh, Mike. Thanks for the call. That right. went right through the commercial break with me and Leroy. Uh, yeah, it was pretty bad, uh, but either way, it's it happens. Oh yeah, yeah, it was. Yep. I don't know what it sounded like. I have no idea. All I will tell you is, when I get really angry and I get into an argument with somebody, Dude, I don't even understand. My arms, guys- my arms and my hands will start shaking. Like I was like this trying to read my sheet. Coming out of that next break, I was so mad at Leroy. I've never, and I've been there for those. Yes. I've been there for those and arguments. And we're good. After the next the next segment starts, and we're good. We don't talk about it the I'm rest not, of the show. I'm not saying. We're I, totally fine. I'm not saying I can't get that mad. I can certainly get that mad. I'm an Arab. I can get that mad, okay? <laughs> like, like, stop. I, I have that in me. Never over a sports debate, though. I've never gotten, like, shaking mad and red-faced over a sports debate. Over. Here, I'll tell you the question that was. Oh, God, no. What will convince you that love is better than Kurt Banker tomorrow afternoon? <laughs> that was the question. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? 
Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 